Hello and welcome to the Overflow Podcast. My name is Craig Booker. The title of this episode is The Art of the Start. A lot of the material for this week's episode was inspired by Craig Rochelle's book, The Power to Change, Mastering the Habits that Matter Most. Note, I will talk a lot about mental health, but please note this is not a substitute for therapy or mental health care. I am not a counselor or physician. If you need help with mental health challenges, please find a qualified mental health professional. This week, we are talking about the title is of this episode is The Art of the Start. We are, talk again, talking about habits and starting habits. The first quote is, a small change in what you see can lead to a big shift in what you do. In this section of the book, we are talking about habits and how to start habits. Make your habits obvious. James Clear says you don't have to be, you don't have to be the victim of your environment. You can also be the architect of it. So exam the first example is Craig Rochelle prioritizes taking his daily supplements or his vitamins. Uh, he takes them first thing in the morning. He believes his supplements provide him with a mental edge. And to ensure he takes them first thing, he puts them on the counter where he cannot miss them. This is a part of him making it obvious. A behavioral scientists in Great Britain did a study involving a couple hundred people who wanted to start exercising. And the people were divided into three groups. Um, and the first group, they just committed to exercising. The second group committed to exercising and reading lots of material on the benefits of exercising. And the third group committed to exercising and they chose the day, time, and place they were to exercise. So uh, looking at the results of this study, who kept their commitment? It says that groups one and two only 36% of the first two group the first two groups kept their commitment. So that's 36% of group one and two. In group three, 91% kept their commitment. And it says barely a third of the people in the first two groups succeeded, but more than nine out of ten who committed to a time and place met their goals. Uh, so this makes us ask why. And it says they made their goals obvious by preloading their decisions. And similarly, you know, Craig Rochelle makes his goal of taking his supplements obvious by it's all laid out, ready to go. He doesn't have to pull it out of the, you know, the package or the the bottles. It's probably already in a planner ready to go. And so it's obvious. Uh, it says you can make it even more obvious by tying your new habit into something you already do. Uh, the example is I will blank after I blank. Right. So if there's something that you already do, say it's brushing your teeth. Right. You already brush your teeth um, and you have a routine for that. And so if you wanted to stack a similar habit with that, you could say I will. Uh, rinse my mouth with mouthwash after I brush my teeth. Those two habits logically go together because it, it's hygiene, you know, for your teeth. But if you were trying to add a new habit of rinsing with mouthwash, you know, to get healthier gums or teeth, then 
stacking it with something you already do, like brush your teeth, makes it a whole lot easier for your brain to process. So it says habitologists call connecting a new habit to a current habit, habit stacking. And this is how our brains work. It says your brain built up connections between neurons that are used frequently. Your brain removes connections between neurons that are not used. That process is, that process is sometimes called synaptic pruning. Uh, those removed or pruned connections are why it's so difficult to remember something you're rare something you rarely do and so challenging to start doing it so something that we rarely do this is why it's really difficult to kind of get into the pattern of doing that new habit by stacking our habits with something we already do it's kind of like we're um I don't want to say cheating, but we're like using the power of the habit we already have to gain momentum with your new habit. So maybe it's, you know, you're not uh, rinsing with mouthwash. Maybe you want to start exercising. And so after you brush your teeth, you do, you know, two push up, two push ups or two sit ups or something that's real simple to stack with that habit you already have. Maybe in the morning when you get up, you know, you you do two minutes of something, whether it's an exercise or stretches or something like that uh, with your morning routine. Uh, you could stack it when you get out of bed and you go to brush your teeth in the morning. You could stack the maybe you do, you know, two push ups after you brush your teeth, whatever it is that works for you. But that the idea here is to kind of borrow the momentum of the other habit that you already have existing that you remember to do and add that new habit. Um, and over time, it will get harder and harder to not do that new habit. Uh, so the example here that was in the book was talking about morning routines. And um, Pastor Craig goes into detail about his particular morning routine we may come back to that a little bit. I want to make sure and be able to get through all the material because there's so much this week. It is there in the notes um, on the website if you don't have it in the email, uh, the details of his morning routine. The first one was make your habit obvious. The second is make your habit attractive. The reason you do most of what you do is because it feels good. The behavior makes your brain release dopamine, uh, which they call the feel-good hormone. You're more likely to do at your habit if you don't hate doing your habit. And I believe in this section, he says, if you hate running and you're trying to exercise, don't make running the thing that you try to start. Choose another form of exercise, you know, whether it's going to play, you know, some kind of game or um, you know, working out in some other way. Find something that you don't hate. Uh, so the example is, says, if you want to establish a daily habit of praying and reading the Bible, you will make it obvious, set a visual action trigger. So maybe you set, if you have a physical Bible you use, maybe you set that out wherever you have breakfast, right? Maybe you set it out on your nightstand next to your bed. Um, we're going to decide when we're going to do that new habit. If we're trying to, the, to start the habit of praying and reading the Bible, maybe that's in the morning. 
or maybe that if you're an evening person and like to do it before you go to bed, you're going to decide on the time of day that you're going to do that habit. So we said make it obvious, set a visual action trigger. We're going to decide when. We're going to stack the new habit with an established habit for praying and reading the Bible. If in your morning routine, you typically either uh, make yourself breakfast or coffee or something like that, you may stack this new habit with that habit you have of making your breakfast or coffee or whatever applies to you. All right, so we're going to decide where you're going to pray and read. So we've established when, we have a visual cue, we're, we're going to decide where we're going to go. If, if you have kids around your house or distraction, you may not want to do it at the kitchen table because they may be coming in and out, distracting you, and you're just going to get frustrated. So maybe you go to your porch, maybe you find a place outside that's quiet, whatever works for you. We're going to decide where we're going to do the uh, praying and reading the Bible. Uh, we're going to make your habit attractive. Third, we want to make your habit easy. So you're starting something new and that's already difficult. And so it says, as we have discussed in previous episodes, our brains are wired to conserve energy. And this is a reason for habits. If the brain perceives something will be overly difficult, it might choose to avoid it. It says this is often referred to as the path of least resistance, or when discussing behavior, it is frequently called the law of least effort. Habit, uh, habits expert James Clear says that when starting a habit, make your habit take less than two minutes. You hear that? Less than two minutes. That's not very long, right? This also comes from uh, another productivity expert uh, David Allen, who is famous for getting things done. It's it's a, a system of prioritizing tasks to help you get more done in your day. And that's oversimplifying it, but that's what David Allen is famous for. Why does this matter? One minute of daily reading is better than no daily reading. If you're not a person that reads and you're trying to become a person that reads, it, it's a lot better to do one or two minutes than to do nothing at all. A single push-up a day outweighs never exercising. A uh, passage of scripture here, Zechariah 4.10 in the New Living Translation says, do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Fourth, we're going to make your habit communal. So don't go at your habit, your new habit alone. Find a group of people who already do what you want to do. The example they give here is addiction recovery or 12-step programs. It, essentially, these steps are habits. That they're, The 12 steps are habits. And by joining a 12-step program, a person is surrounding themselves with people who have the same goal. Quote from Craig Rochelle, living the right life is almost impossible if you have the wrong friends. So we're going to surround ourselves with people that are trying to accomplish the same goal. It's very similar to what we're doing in this group. We all want to make improvements to our mental health, or we're trying to support other people to do the same. And so even though our goals for our individual things we want to improve with our mental health are different, we're all kind of moving in the same direction. And by doing that, uh, we, we can all kind of speak the same language. We all have similar motivation so we can check on one another. We care about, you know, what each other is doing. Over time, we're working together 
um, to move forward in a positive direction and we learn what each other's goals are, where we're headed. There's just so much momentum that we can make together because we're all trying to make some positive changes kind of in the similar area. Fifth, we're making, uh, make your habit repetitious. Sounds like a big word, but here in this section, this is a lot of stuff I applied to my life to make it more applicable than just reading from the book, uh, because this is something I can speak to. So I've learned one of the best ways I learn just about anything is through repetition, doing it over and over and over again, right? That's one of the best. It's not the only way I learn, but it's one of the best ways I learn. So I took the example of every week, right? When I'm trying to get stuff ready, I go through a process that's very similar every week. At first, it was really difficult. It took me a long time to prepare in those initial first meetings. The content was a struggle because I didn't have a process that I could repeat each week. I was It was kind of like I was starting new each week. As time went on, I started learning a process for preparing each week for our group meetings. And so first, what I would do is I would listen to a chapter or section of the audiobook that we were covering during the upcoming week. So I listened to that first. That would be my first step to get through that. Second, I would pick out the highlights or outline the sections of the book. And what worked out really well is a lot of people wanted that outline for what I was going to talk about each week. So I, you know, my second step would be to outline that section of the book, post it online for people to follow along. So that was a second step. Third, I will reread the section of the book using the actual physical book. A lot of times I don't actually buy both the physical book and the audio book, but because I'm, you know, teaching this and leading a discussion on this, I really had to dig in. And so I went a little bit further and I typically would, and I bought both the physical book and the audio book. And so in this third step, I'm rereading the material using a physical book and doing that repetition to learn the material. And then fourth, I will listen to the same section of the audiobook to reinforce what I've already learned. So these are four steps that I generally go through every week to prepare the material for our group meeting. And by doing this, this repetition, I'm able to learn the material. I don't have to follow a script as much because a lot of it's just sunk in, like it's in my brain. So when I start a new habit, um, what I've learned is I'm simply trying to get the basics down. So we, we talked about how I go through my routine of preparing for group each week. But when I start a new habit, what I've learned is I'm just trying to really do the very basics of that habit. So I'm not looking to be fancy. I, I said just the basics. So I'm content with doing that habit poorly as long as I'm doing it. Like for me, just doing the habit is hard enough, whatever it is that's new. So I'm not going to be overly picky or obsessive about how well I'm doing it. I'm just trying to get into that routine of doing that habit, no matter how poorly I do it. As long as I keep doing it, I'm good, right? The longer I do this new habit, the easier it tends to get, whatever that is, right? So preparing each week, the longer I, you know, every week, the more weeks that I prepare, the easier the process gets for me. It takes up less of my time. At first, it took up a lot of my time. And that was because I wasn't used to the new routine. 
But as I do it more and more, I'm able to do that same process in less time. So likewise, with a new habit, the more that I do it, the easier that it tends to get for me. So eventually what I'll start doing after I get real comfortable with a new habit is I'll start trying to improve upon that habit by making very small changes. Because the key here for me and what I've learned is uh, momentum will build over time. And you don't have to change the world in your habit like all at once. The more that I do it, the harder it is for me to stop doing it, right? So it's easier for me to keep doing it than stop doing it. And so I get momentum on my side by doing it time and time again. And then eventually I want to do it a little bit better. So if I'm doing something for two minutes and I've been doing that habit over several weeks for two minutes, maybe I do three. And that's a really simple example, but I just look for small ways that I can improve upon it just a little bit. But whatever I do, it has to be sustainable. If I can't do this a year from now, I don't add it. Why do I take this approach? Instead, I, I know that the more I do something, the easier it is for me to do. Eventually, I'll get bored with the habit, like it just becomes a part of my routine. And so I said, I don't go overboard. I just make the small improvements that are sustainable. And will I, when I feel comfortable doing the improved habit, I look for ways to make more improvements. Hebb's rule, that's H-E-B-B apostrophe S, Hebb's rule. And it, it's the concepts that neurons in our brain that fire together, wire together. Make your habit obvious, attractive, easy, communal, and repetitious. Greg Rochelle says, with repetition, that new habit will go from being hard from being hard to start to hard to stop. And this is what I said earlier. It, you know, after you do that habit for so long, it is really hard to stop. Like it feels just completely wrong or off to not do it. So the key in this last section is to get momentum on your side. What you're trying to do, that new thing you're trying to do is hard enough. All right, so we have exercise for this week. And the question is, what is one habit you need to start? And then it says, for any change you desire to make, any habit you want to form, any win you want to achieve, personalize the five guides. It says, to help me make my habit more obvious, I will blank after I blank. This is habit stacking. So whether, you know, you're trying to fit in a little bit of a workout and you stack it with another habit. Remember, we're supposed to, when we start a new habit, it's supposed to be for two minutes when you're first getting started. It says, to make my habit attractive, I can blank. To make my habit easy, I can begin by doing blank for two minutes. To make my habit communal, I can invite, involve, or join blank. So you can invite someone else along if you know someone else is trying to establish maybe a similar habit. To make my habit repetition, I can repetitious, I can blank. Principle here is make your habit obvious, attractive, easy, communal, and repetitious. Scripture for this section is Zechariah 4.10, New Living Translation. It says, do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. That's all for this episode. If you would like to receive updates about future episodes of Overflow, head over to overflow.community slash subscribe. 
Remember, no one should face anxiety or depression alone. Join a growing community learning about brain health and following Jesus. For more information, head over to overflow.community/connect.